episode 44 of the Press Pass Podcast, presented by the Press Republican, with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca, glad to be back. Joe, how's it going? Joey Bats, doing good. Nice shirt, love it. It's Friday. Joe, Joe's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm not. What a world. Ben, what do you think about all this? I'm probably not dressed for the hot weather, but... Ben's just got a black polo on, black shorts. Black. Sever <laughs> Snape. <laughs> It's like a priest or something. True. <laughs> All you need is the white collar and you're good to go. Yeah. But, what a week. Oh, it was a bumpy week. It was it not. It was a bumpy week on many fronts. It was not easy. I have something, though. I know you usually like to start stories, but yeah. like start with a story, but I want to start with something fun today. Uh, so, go ahead. these past two days, I have traveled uh, up to the Saranac Inn in Saranac Lake for the Section 7 Golf Championships. And... Uh, this story isn't about golf. Um, I just I'm g- giving you the uh, idea of why I was traveling and different things like that. Mm-hmm. When you're in the car alone, <laughs> do you have like any type of music you like really like to listen to, or sometimes just like just blow the lungs out and like sing different songs? No, 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 no. Are you do, do you not, or are you just too too nervous to actually admit it? <laughs> no, I, I I usually listen to like NPR mm, once in a while, but mostly um, sports talk radio. Yeah, okay. Um, me, music, uh, it's I play the radio once in a while. Sure. Whoa. Um, Who does you, that? You never know job. what you're gonna get. Man. <laughs> um, but no, it's driving and music aren't a big thing for That's me. Interesting. What about you, Ben? Oh, that's right. The radio, that thing that when my phone dies, I have to listen to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it plays the songs from the 80s forever. <laughs> it's good, though. It's what, what about what about you, though, Ben? Do you do you have anything you, you like to rock out to when uh, you're just cruising in the car? If you were to listen to my car coming in today, you'd probably hear, like, lots of weird video game beeps and boops and that kind of thing. <laughs> what were you listening to? Um, there's this band called 100 Gex, G-E-C-S, and their music is all like... (laughs) So 100 Geeks. Gex. Geeks. Gex. Alternate pronunciation, right? Yes. Can I have the alternate pronunciation? I will, I will, I will, I will hip Joey to the 100 Gex. So Probably not Joe's kind of music, though. Probably not. So I listened to, on my way back today, because I had run run out of sports radio things to listen to on podcasts, um, and also to the service in and out on that route is not really great still to this day. So I cranked up some music, and then all of a sudden, like, just on my... Because I just play whatever's on my phone, and all of a sudden some Frank Sinatra started playing. I jammed out to Frank for, like, 40 minutes on the way back. Nice. It, was, oh, it was great. What station were you listening to? Oh, I just had it on my phone. Oh, It's okay. music that I had on my phone forever. <laughs> no, it was no, it was no, but, oh, tremendous. Jamless. Jamming out to Frank. We had a uh, uh, theme from New York, New York. Had to, had to, bl- had to blast that. We had uh, Moonlight Serenade. Moonlight uh, Serenade. That was a good oh, one. Yeah. My Kind of Town. My Kind of Town Chicago is. You know, oh, it was great. See, I, now, if you were never a Yankee fan, you wouldn't even know who Frank Sinatra was. I've told you the story about my grandfather, <laughs> correct? 
I don't know if the, that you have. That he met Frank Sinatra. My grandfather was no, a table. I, I don't think I've heard this. Story. My grandfather was a t- when. Okay, so for people who don't know, my my on my my father's side of my family is Italian. My mother's side is Irish French. So I have a great concoction of just anger always brewing at any <laughs> second. Um, but so my grandfather was when he came over on on the boat uh, from Sicily actually. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his first jobs was a tailor. And he would get, you know, when you get your, you know, you get the slip, what type of suit to make, different things like that, right? Yeah. And he was in the Bronx, and uh, one day a slip came in, and there was no name on it. It just said what suit was supposed to be made, what material to use, what the measurements were, all this and that. And he wasn't used to doing some of that stuff because usually you have to, like, measure the person. Um, but in this case, what ended up happening was the measurements were exact. He was just told, "Hey, you got to make this suit." So eventually, you know, time goes and pa- you know, time passes. He makes the suit and whatnot. He comes to find out the suit that he made with no name on it was for Frank Sinatra. Mm. What about that? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So no, I like Frank Sinatra. I, I, I this is not the first time I've listened to some Frank Sinatra on a road trip somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's I, that's always a cool story to tell. It, I can't believe I haven't told you that before. I don't. I don't recall hearing that. Yeah, but it's interesting to know. So I, I'm glad I could bring. Like, I'm glad I could provide a nice little fun story before we started other things today. Absolutely. And, and that Joe Latempio just pulls into the parking lot, complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I normally would always listen to uh, 101.3 The Game. Yep. Sure. Is it still called that. Uh. Mm, I, I should know because I'm on it every week. Yeah. <laughs> but I well because I'm on Champlain Valley game night. Yes. Um, and they know I can't ever remember if they do one. I think it's I think it is one oh one three the game. Rich and Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rich and Arnie. Good guys. Yes. Uh, we're about the same age, so we have a lot in common. Yep. So I like listening to them. Yep. But during the pandemic, I was haven't been in my car as much when they're on. Yep. Um, so I haven't been listening to much uh, lately. But when I do um, put something on the car radio, it's usually that. Yeah. And, and Colin Coward, of course. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Colin Coward guy, but I'm not. I don't like dislike him. It's just like other things that are on at that time, or sometimes I'm just when his shows are usually I, on, I'm busy. I find Colin Coward interesting. I don't mm-hmm. always agree with him. Yeah, but he makes things interesting. He makes you think. My favorite show is the Michael K. Show. I, you know, obviously being from the Yankee perspective, but th- that's not a Yankee show. It, it's just Michael K. is the Yankee radio. I mean, the Yankee. Uh, TV announcer, so like obviously he knows a lot about the Yankees. But as Ben knows, and I'm sure I, I think I've shown you a couple. Like one of his co-hosts, Don Lagreca, is very well known to go on a rant every now and then, and and just absolutely have veins pop out of the neck. It's 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 the perfect sports radio of just epic rants. And right, Ben, I've shown yes. you some. Yes, and and Ben can appreciate that. He doesn't even know what Don's probably talking about, <laughs> but he just I like can appreciate the emotions. Yes, he can just appreciate the emotion. So <laughs> it is one time he was the best one I've ever seen is his microphone that he talked into literally just like fell apart, and he just started yelling, "Look at this garbage! Look at this garbage!" And he just gets up, throws the mic down, and he goes, "Fix that!" <laughs> and everybody's like, "What just happened?" Uh, I used to like Levitard. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a good that was that was a good show. And did you usually like the radio show or the the show that was on TV? The radio show. Oh, okay, I would listen to it. Those guys are funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ben, what do you what do you like to listen to for sports radio? <laughs> well, I was actually ahead of segues that I used to listen to political podcasts. But yeah. then eventually I realized that I actually started to like dread having to listen to them every morning. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to listen to them. Yeah. I can stop listening to them. And it's just the eventually the got so crazy that <laughs> <laughs> My wife loves Pod Save America. Oh yes. Yeah, Kara like likes that? that one. I've never listened to it before, but is the, I've heard they're, you know, they're hip. <laughs> they are. They are. But speaking of politics, it's the fact that we had some political news this week. Is segue. We did. Good segue. It's the fact that the Canadian border, the wall might be coming down soon. We can only hope. Mr. Trudeau burn down that wall. Break, pull, tear down that wall or whatever that saying is. Very, very, (laughs) very, almost appropriate. Uh, (laughs) Almost appropriate, I like that. um, Of course, the border's been closed since March 21st, 2020, when the pandemic really fully hit uh, at the beginning. And it's been extended month to month since then. So the 21st of every month is usually... It's been like, what, 15 months 15 or something months. like that? Yeah. So June 21st is supposed to be the end of the next extension. And recently, just uh, Premier... Um, Premier or Prime Minister? Prime Minister. Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Premiers are the... Governors. The provinces, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Trudeau said that uh, we could be looking at June 22nd, the day after the extension ends. Um, has brought great hopes to the region. Um, businesses, um, government people are hopeful. Um, nothing set in stone. But if Canada can speed up their vaccination process a little more, get more people vaccinated, it's hopeful. Because um, the Border closure has definitely had a big impact on our region um, for the past year plus. So it'd be wonderful to get some good news on that front. So summer will officially start and the border will open. I can't think of anything better. Yeah, it would definitely it would coincide with that. Um, it would get the you know hopefully the visitors free flowing again. Yep. The commerce free flowing. Um, do you think it will be like rampant, like all this, like every, it will be back to normal, or will it take a little bit of time to actually truly see? I, because I, I don't, it's hard to gauge. Like, will Canadians come down? Will Americans go up? You know, like what? Wh- I don't know how quickly it will actually happen. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, because it could go either way. Sure. Um, I think. Um, wouldn't that be cool if we had a flood of Canadians? Yeah. And, and everybody here went up there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, we're going to be up here for a little bit. You come down here, you know, do the my, thing. My friend at Sam's Club says it's weird with no Canadians coming in to buy hamburgers. It is weird. <laughs> um, down at the marina, all the boats are still on land. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I'm, because the Canadians can't come down and put it. But in. speaking of weird, it's the fact that we've got a like a more than a year, and they haven't even presented the plan. Like you know how last year we had phase one, phase two, phase three, yes. and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, next phase, next level." We didn't even have that. <laughs> Which leads yeah. you to believe two things, right? One is it's just going to be we're going to open up, and it is what it is. Or two. It's not going to actually open up, and that's why you don't see a phased phased in plan yet. That those would be, I feel like, the two options. And with how cautious people have been about it, maybe it's not going to open. 
this month, well, this coming it, month. I, if there isn't a plan, I mean, it's June 11th. Yeah. There isn't a plan mm-hmm. with 10. I mean, they're just going to all of a sudden put something together. I mean, they could. Yeah, but I mean, that was that date was thrown out there. I mean, nothing's positive for sure. Sure. Um, but at least they're starting to talk about opening. Yes. Yeah. Also, on that note, does Joe know what in the parlance of millennials a Chad is? A hanging Chad? No. <laughs> Joey, do you know what? If someone calls somebody a Chad, what is they talking about? Is it like about? a Karen? It kind of. It's kind of like a bro, but like even broier. It's kind of like a really like, you know, in your face kind of, er, kind of guy's guy. And it's the fact that Justin Trudeau with this photo. Like, that a, that meat, we like a meathead? Yeah. Okay. It's, um, you know meathead, right? Okay. Somebody who somebody who tries hard to like go extra cool, like walking away from an explosion kind of thing, and the fact that this photo that we included, where Justin Trudeau walks between buildings in the parliamentary precinct, is in my opinion, this is the definition. Of the dictionary. Is this the picture. one? Is this the one where he's like, yeah, he's got like his jacket over. Oh, that yeah. is so cool. That's that's like super swag. I love yes. that. Yes, but yeah. it's just the fact that yeah, that just Justin Trudeau being like the the hunk prime minister, but he's just, you know what? I could walk through just in my normal jacket. Nah, I'm gonna throw it over my shoulder and just like, <laughs> just like swag between government good buildings. Good for him. <laughs> hey, he's got to be in the spotlight, right? You know, he's got to look good. Yeah. That's true. I was thinking is that his dad was Pierre Trudeau. I think yes. was that Joe's time or was that before? Uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, yeah, that's weird to think that, yeah, my dad was right here. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. But then speaking of the marina, that's the other big local news. Yes, it is. The fact that the marina could soon become the city marina. Yeah, the city, city of Plattsburgh is eyeing a purchase of the Plattsburgh Boat Basin and Marina and Naked Turtle Restaurant. So I've talked with Joe quite a bit about this issue, but I want to hear Joey's take on this. What do you think about the city buying up the Naked Turtle on the... The harbor is that I've heard a lot of people say it seems like a done deal and other people say not so much. What do you think? Are you asking more in terms of like what what I would envision if the city were to buy it? Or how successful you think it will be for the city to buy and run a marina? Oh, I mean, I think the property sells itself. I think that's really what it comes down to. Whoever's running it is running it. But I, I, I think it's one of those spots where, I mean, you're talking about the naked turtle. A lot of people like to go down there for the ambiance. Some actually like to go down there for the food. Some like to go for both. It's a good place to walk, kind of, you know, or at least be a, a, a pathway of a walk. Um, and, you know, it's a nice scenic area. So I think whoever is operating it however that kind of plays out i think i think the it's very it's a very valuable asset to the area and i know when i go on walks and stuff i know i've mentioned it on past episodes like I, i've been going on a lot of walks and that's usually a area i kind of venture down toward at least in some capacity and um it's just a just a nice area and when you're on a walk too and it's a little hot out it's, it's a little cooler down there. And get you, get that that, air. you get the lake breeze, and mm-hmm. that's always that's always. Oh, nice it's too. a wonderful spot, um, and it has tremendous potential. But when you're doing a deal that big, uh, the city's offering seven point two five million dollars. Chump change. It's a big deal, <laughs> and there's many, many, many questions that need to be answered before the city pulls the trigger. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a huge investment. I mean, you can't you can't just go willy nilly. Uh, let's let's just buy this land and see like let, and make it work. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, of course, I totally agree, Joe. Like you have to 
you have to look at all the, the you have to look at all the angles of a purchase like that. Well, what's interesting about this is, uh, I mean, the mayor um, Porch, uh, believes that the city can bring in a profit of two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year uh, by having someone run owning the property and having somebody run the marina and the restaurant. Um, that's on top of the four hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars they would have to pay each year for the twenty year bond. To buy the property, so you you need to bring in you need to make at least seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Can that business sustain that? I don't know. I'm not an expert in the restaurant and marina business. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the surface of it, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year profit. That to me, that's that's tight. Yeah. One bad thing, one broken thing, and that could cut into <coughs> that severely. So those questions need to be asked. But also the other thing that the mayor stressed was, and one of the reasons why the city would would like to do this, is they would then have control of 12 acres, just about, of lakefront property, Mm -hmm. vital lakefront property. Without it, and he, he said this, and other people have said this too, you could wind up with another McDonald's on the lakefront. (laughs) Um, and who wants that? Can we have an Olive Garden on the lakefront? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. See, I, I would like, I would like that. that it w- is true, though, that the the beach right behind that McDonald's is a very nice waterfront thing, and then it's you just property. Get a, a McDonald's right there. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Stewart was mayor. He used to complain about that all the time. Well, we got a McDonald's on the lake. A beautiful <laughs> property. We got a McDonald's. And finally, the guy who owns the franchise called and complained. Said, hey, there's nothing wrong with my restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's such beautiful property, and you see it, you know, kind of ruined by a McDonald's in a sense. It's not Chick fil A on the lake. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of makes it like, yeah, it's, it's cheesy. <laughs> well, yeah. And um, I mean, I've always thought, imagine if Plattsburgh had like a Burlington style waterfront, like boardwalk and that kind of thing. Right. Right, that would be nice, and and um, another um, possibility of you know if the city owns the waterfront property, they also own the um, property right behind it, but across by the D and H, the parking lot to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that could tie in with uh, potential hotel or condominium development. So there is potential, but it's a big step and a lot of questions for sure. But Joe, everyone on the internet says the answer is easy. Just code it. I don't think I don't know that you can because there's you're not allowed to do spot zoning or um, zone, yeah, code zone. Zoning, yeah. Um, and the state and has rules about what you're allowed to do and not do is in terms of zoning regs. So, but that's something to look into mm-hmm. for sure. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. And then. And the other question is, how much public, general public access will there be? Yeah, because I think if if it's not general if it's not accessible to just the general public, that's going to put off a lot of people, and yeah. um, you're going to get those niches that exist within communities, obviously. But you don't want to like just create that and then limit who's who limit the foot traffic, I guess, for a lack of better words, because you know. Any you know money money's money right and if they want to look at it as an investment but they're you know set you know they're they're not they're not allowing for the, the for, they're not allowing the greatest amount of people to use whatever facilities or whatever land they want to purchase I mean 
at that point, you're, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face, as I like to say. And it would be nice if they could bring in some kind of tour boat again. Ooh, that'd be cool. I yeah. would be down for that. <laughs> What's going on with the Port Kent Ferry? Does that thing even run anymore? Uh, the foot, the foot ferry. As far as I know, I don't. I haven't heard that it was closed. No, no. It's I still mean, runs. what's its what's its usual season? It's seasonal. It, it's mm. yeah. summertime. I'm sorry. That just randomly made me think of that, and I feel like a lot of because it didn't run last year, did it? It might not have. Yeah. Because of the COVID. Yeah. Because when I was down there a couple of weeks ago to shoot some golf photos, I kind of like worked my way down there, and I said to myself, "Oh, the ferry's still there." But, like, it should be in season by now. That was fun. I mean, I remember going on a field trip one year. We went to Burlington or something like that and took the Port Kent Ferry. That's fun. Yeah. That's, like, uh, almost an hour long boat ride. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go downstairs and, like, it's kind of like part of it's above water, part of it's below. And you can kind of actually see the water and whatnot. I yeah. think that's awesome. It's, um, I think that that's probably the widest part of the lake. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I, w- I, w- I, would, I would have. Yep. Burlington Port Kent Crossing temporarily closed. Ooh. The beautiful scenery of Lake Champlain awaits the return of tourists to our area. Yeah, I'm sure the trees are all waiting for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah, no, that's a good thing to double check on. So there you go, folks. Some news from the podcast. Port, Port Kent Ferry. <laughs> and the uh, Thai Ferry was closed, too, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that one's back up, though. Well, so, there's Crown Point Bridge. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of um, Ticonderoga... Um, so, like I said, I, I cover golf sectionals this week. Um, the Ticonderoga Golf Course, after they had that fire, fire and everything, yes. everything apparently is back. Everybody is saying really great things about that golf course, the clubhouse and everything around. Just wanted to mention that real quick because I heard that this week from j- different people who have been golfing down there at, at certain points in the season. So that's a, re- that's a really great thing. We to- had a story. Did we? About the clubhouse. Oh, I must oh, yes. have, I must have mm-hmm. missed that. Or McKinstry did it. Mm-hmm. It was a biz front, wasn't it? Um, no, it was a Monday front, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's awesome. But speaking of golf, yes, something very unusual happened yesterday oh, in the golf world. You, you're telling me. So, I, so for the, the golf sectionals in Section 7, it's over a two-day span. The first day is when a team champion is determined. The second day is when individual champions are determined. Now, the first day totals for the individual for the individuals who make the cut and make it to the second day, uh, everything counts. It kind of it's it's all correlated together. Um, but the team championship yesterday, guys, was something I've never seen before, and something that uh, has only apparently happened once. And I think what actually happened yesterday might have never actually happened. So the way golf sectionals work is every team, every boys team has. Um, six players. Um, there are nine, wait, nine, nine, no, nine, ten, 11, I'm sorry, 11 schools, and they have at least six players. The top four at the end, the, so all six golfers from each team compete. The top four scorers are the ones that count toward the cumulative score for each total for the stroke count, and that's how they determine the team champion. Saranac, a Saranac and Lake Placid tied in their cumulative stroke total with 354 strokes apiece. The fact that four golfer, four golfers from each team combined ended up still tying is insane to me. And the way it actually ended up getting tied was Saranac's sixth man, who is had the lowest average, I mean, he had the highest average score of any of Saranac's golfers, forced a playoff 
by shooting a career low 42 on a back nine after shooting a 51 on the front. So you're talking a nine stroke improvement. Um, and the funny thing is his name was Dax Lashway. Great kid. I talked to him afterward. Um, he had no idea what was on the line. And his coach, Cody Roberts, uh, was over near the clubhouse, and, and Cody said, nobody tell him anything. Just let him go. <laughs> and he made this, like, clutch 10-foot putt to, uh, to, make the, uh, to force the playoff. And when he came into the clubhouse to put his scores, everybody was like, oh, he needs a 42. And everybody said, oh, no way he gets a 42. He shot a 51 on the front. And kind of notoriously at the Saranac Inn, um, the back is a little bit tougher. Um, there's a lot more out-of-bounds areas and stuff. And lo and behold, he shot a 42. They forced a playoff. So the top four scorers from each team went off and played a playoff hole. And those all four guys combined to get the cumulative total again. How did they do that? So they have basically two guys from one team and two guys against another team. They, they go off and play a playoff hole as a foursome. Same hole. So, uh, they play the first hole. Yeah. So they, they finished up. Then the other, the the second half of four, the foursomes from each team, so two from one team and two from another team, went off and they play. So then at the end of the playoff hole, they had to say, okay, what is the total stroke count with all four guys that just competed? So they all played the same hole. They all played the same hole. Okay. They tied that playoff hole. So the two coaches looked at each other and said, play 18. And so they had to go. So on, at the Saranac Inn, one hole one goes this way, and hole eighteen is literally runs parallel to it, going right back in the opposite direction. Yeah. So they turned around and they played eighteen, and it was just so it was drama, so much drama. Every every shot mattered so much, and um, lo and behold, on the second hole, Lake Placid ended up winning by I think. Uh, they, they created some separation. Um, they had some really clutch shots, and I think they ended up winning four to the tiebreaker, 46 to 51, if I can remember correctly. But something I have never seen before, um, it was remarkable to watch. The kids were super clutch and super – that's a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, a lot, and, and it was, you know, the North Country Section 7 equivalent of the gallery following these kids afterward <laughs> too, literally watching because it's just interesting to watch. It doesn't even matter if you're the really – that big of a golf fan. I, just, I you, would you, crumble. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, 100%, me too. Um, and also, that's a, that's a lot of golf. In oh, yeah. They, they, the, those, those four kids specifically played 20 holes yeah. walking. Um, so it was very impressive. Congratulations to Lake Placid. Four, Pete, four, four seasons in a row, because they didn't compete last year, technically speaking, but four seasons in a row, Lake Placid has won the team title. Um, and John Glinski, the Lake Placid coach, um, just... He knows what he's doing. He always he. I said to him afterward, I said, "Hey, congratulations." He's like, "It's all about the coaching. All about the coaching." <laughs> and uh, he said, "But no." And, and he go, he said, "In reality, he said, it's the younger kids watching the older kids, and the older kids leaving, and the younger kids stepping up and becoming the older kids. And it's just that never-ending cycle. It seems to be at Lake Placid right now of just good golfers and of Lake Placid of all places too. It's kind of funny because they probably have the shortest amount of time to really golf in in at least in second seven weather-wise. So I got some nice courses. Though. Yeah, very impressive. And, and Cody's doing a good job with Sarah. Very good job. Getting uh, more and more kids involved. And one thing that I wanted to mention too. So we talked about the team stuff, the individual championship, which was decided today um reagan arnold of willsboro defended his sectional title um willsboro. yes and to to just keep it going for willsboro tecla finally won the girls championship girls hockey player um yep girls hockey player and uh so willsboro won both the boy uh, willsboro golfer won both the boys and girls um individual sectional titles which was really cool to see 
And uh, Section 7 girls golf is actually just growing in general. Um, two years ago, they only had two golfers competing for just the, the girls' title, technically speaking. Um, and this year, they had 11. And it's only going to continue mm-hmm. to grow from there. And there were more girls golfers who actually competed throughout the season, but not all of them could make it. There were some ACT, SAT issues and some different things like yes. that. So it was just nice to see um, to see that all come together. And um, congratulations to everybody. I think it was great. I really enjoyed being out there. Um, Saranac Inn was in great condition. Um, credit to all those people who run that golf course. And um, their golf carts are hilarious, too. They're electric, so it's stealth. So you can just creep up on people and nobody will hear you. That must so, be kind of weird. Yeah, it is funny because all, all you hear is just the wheels going. Where is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's nice that the uh, area... Spring athletes could have something good in COVID. Uh, yes, through all this. Yes, and John Glinsky had just actually emailed me recently the uh, the final scores just so I could cross reference what I had, and um, it was it was also an email sent to the coaches, and um, he said congratulations to everybody. He said this was well worth it. We all did a good job, and at the end it was all for the kids, yeah. and that's what it's all about. And yeah. they all had a really good experience. So congratulations again to Reagan Arnold and Tecla Finelys and congratulations to Lake Placid and congratulations to just all the golfers because they all did a very tremendous job um, on a very tough course, to say the least. Yep. I would not have done nearly as well as any of those golfers on that course. <laughs> and Mother Nature cooperated. Yes, yes. And no bugs. Black flies Ooh, at that course. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. lucky. And Ben was complimenting me too. I, I've developed a nice, a nice tan. I was which, saying, is, which is very rare for me. <laughs> yes. I was saying his face is nicely bronzed. I like, I like the picture you took of the fairway and said today's office. Yes. Very tough. Yes, yeah. very very tough, very tough. And I, I will say this. I thought I made some friends with some geese, but uh, they, I did not because uh, they started hissing at me. Oh, they're nasty. And then I stepped in their poop. Yeah, and that was nasty. That'll serve you. Yeah, well, I was trying to be, I was trying to be friendly to them. They, they, they kind of approached me. No golf balls land in goose poop. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. It didn't go too well. But, anyways, this was a fun episode. I'm Absolutely. glad we could we could put yep. something together real quick. And uh, uh, another no. week. Yes, uh, again, it's yeah, it's been a busy week. So, um, we'll try again next week to get a special guest on board. Absolutely. No, uh, we've been, yes, optioning some people, so it'll be quite the occasion. Yep. And uh, we'll expand it from there. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and I don't know, anywhere else. I think there's a couple other places we're venturing out to soon enough. So If you, if you Google Press Pass Podcast, yeah, it'll, it'll find us. It'll, it'll pop, on our website. It'll pop yeah. up. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And Joe... Go ahead and sign us off. Thanks, everyone, for your list for listening and for your support. And a quick reminder, uh, happy Flag Day, Monday, June 14th. Flag Day. And thanks again, and we wish everybody a little week's time. Happy.